face to face, hand to hand, film to film. Hello and welcome to another episode of Film to Film. My name is Inyak Lunyar. I'm here with my good friend James Shergan. Um, you know, it's December and that means we have to get into the spirit. James, are you feeling <laughs> the spirit? Uh... Uh, the spirit of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> are we are we feeling jolly? Um. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about the Supreme Court. All all the more reason to feel jolly. And then, okay. Let's let's not bring up what we were talking about before <laughs> recording. Okay. Well, I see you in a red shirt. Uh, it doesn't look like a red sweater, but uh, it it's got the look of uh, the holidays. Exactly. I mean, we're we're in the holiday period. Folks are celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa soon. I, th- I think Hanukkah is already happening, uh, which means that uh, 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 soon a, a jolly red guy is going to be uh, coming to town, right? Yeah, yeah, especially in uh, Finland. Especially in Finland, yeah, where uh, uh, where they claim uh, the jolly red guy comes from. The original. <laughs> the original, the OG. Uh, so yeah, we watched uh, <laughs> out of this uh, weird intro. Uh, we watched Ra- uh, Rare Exports, a Christmas Tale, uh, film from 2010. Uh, this is directed by uh, Jalmari Helander. I'm assuming I'm, I'm probably butchering that name because I don't do not know how to pronounce Finnish. Uh, but yeah, James, well, what do you think of the the film? I mostly liked it i would say um i think there's uh some stuff that i liked and some stuff that worked less well um but uh you know i really like uh the setting of stuff in the snow uh-huh. and stuff like that so it's like if you film that stuff and like you film that setting well then i'm gonna tend to give you the benefit of the doubt and i think this film um has enough stuff that i liked about the production um, and, and stuff that made it work. Although I think some things it probably could have done better, but I'm sure we're going to uh, get into that a little uh, later on. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I... Uh, is, is this your first time watching it? It is, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I saw it, I don't know if when it came out, but I, I did watch it in 2010, actually during uh, Christmas. Uh, maybe not Christmas Day, but uh, around... Uh, like in December around the holidays. Um, and uh, I don't know where I heard about this film, but I, I was like, oh, it's out there. It looks funny. And uh, I invited my, my mom and my stepdad who were in town <laughs> to watch it with me. <laughs> and they're like, what is this movie? It's like, it's a Christmas movie. Let's watch it. And then they came out. They were like, oh, this was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this... they weren't into uh, uh you know selling off uh santa's elves for <laughs> significant profit uh well i mean uh did you expect you were gonna see so many uh naked old men running around <laughs> no in fact in my notes i have literally would not want to be an extra for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, there were in many moments it looks like they were filming in location. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they were. I mean, what do you think their uh, Craigslist ad was? It was like looking for fifty-five plus bearded males uh, willing to uh, appear totally nude. <laughs> we'll pay well. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's. It's, uh, this is, uh, I, I thought, I mean, I picked this because I think this definitely puts us in, in the holiday spirit. Uh, it is a Christmas movie. I mean, there's no doubt about that. No, it definitely is. But, uh, this is, you know, this is not the same take that you have as other, like, Christmas horrors. I mean, I I guess this is a horror. Like most other Christmas horrors are like Krampus or just uh, an evil Santa killing people. Right, right. Which is actually what I expected this film to be. I know. I I thought it was going to be a little bit more of that. But this film is just a little bit more offbeat and a little more weird uh, than those. You would say a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, no, I chose this movie because it's fucking weird, uh, which is what I love. Um, and again, I had not seen it since 2010, and uh, I just rewatched it actually today, this morning, and I was like, hey, this is as funny and weird as I remembered. It's a little bit uh, childish. Uh, we might get into that, but uh, I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, just for the folks who are not planning to watch it, I'll give the short uh, sum up version. Um, uh, researchers dig into into the depths of Korvatunturi Mountains to dig up Santa Claus. Soon thereafter, children begin to disappear. Now it's up to Pietari and his dad to resolve this Christmas mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sums it up pretty well. Uh, I pulled this one. Uh, actually, neither IMDb or uh, Wikipedia had a good one, so I kind of mix and matched. Okay. Uh, to to get this uh, little snippet. So credits to me this time. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, uh, one thing, I'm on the Wikipedia page of this one, too. It's like, uh, well, yeah, I'll bring this up later on, but apparently this is a bit of a family affair, this film. Um, oh, that uh, all the actors actually know each other and the filmmakers and stuff? Like, like the father-son in this film are actually father-son, uh-huh. and uh, the director is uh, the uncle. Oh, I, did, so. I, I actually did not read that part. Uh, but uh, it makes sense. Uh, so... I mean, a little bit of background for this film. Uh, so, so this is, as I said before, is, uh, directed by Helander. On, um, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. And um, before this film, in 2003, he actually had done uh, did a short called uh, Rare Export Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in 2005, then he did also the official Rare Export Incorporated safety instructions. Uh, these are like 10, ten minutes long. Um, I found out about this like I want to say four hours ago uh-huh. <laughs> and I watched them like I did watch them uh, but I felt like it was not enough time to send it to you uh, but I mean uh, they sort of expo- spoiled the end ending for this film okay. in the sense uh-huh. that it's like it focuses on the on the whole business of uh, exporting Santa Clauses Mm. Um, I mean, the first one is about like, oh, these hunters, like, and 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 it's funny because like it's it's, it's the same actors, it's, it's all the same actors, even uh, in, in the two thousand five one, uh, uh, Pietra, uh, Piet, what's uh, Pietri makes his appearance uh, and as a much younger child. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, Uh, it's mm interesting that's interesting because uh, you know uh, I feel like a lot of this film especially visually is quite well done Um, so it's interesting to see that he had a couple other iterations of this project earlier on Mm -hmm. um, that uh, probably helped him to develop it because visually I think I mean like I don't know how much was location and how much was CG but it looks really good uh, I really dug the uh, snow and the stunning and a lot of the nighttime scenes. I thought it was like lit and seemed very professionally done. Yeah. Um, considering that like so many of these people um, are people that the director knew, it could feel a lot more like sort of a gritty home movie and stuff like that. And it, it feels like a professionally done production though. Yeah, no, I mean, this is not an amateur film at all. I mean, it's it's definitely low budget. I think it's like... Uh, I think its budget is extremely low, but uh, very high for Finland, very low for, I think... Yeah, yeah, 1.8 million euro, which is probably pretty high for Finland, as you said, yeah. but uh, definitely low uh, for, like, America. Well, yeah, I mean, this director in 2014 uh, uh, directed another film called Big Game. It's an action film, mm. and mm-hmm. it's the most expensive uh, film ever made in Finland, Oh wow! Uh, okay. It includes Samuel L. Jackson in it. <laughs> so uh, I have not seen it, but uh, I one hundred percent will watch that. Soon. That sounds uh, yeah. I mean Samuel L. Jackson as the president. You didn't mention that. I know. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean... So, so basically, this guy likes to cast one American actor in each of his films. Wait, was there was there an American actor in this one? What wasn't the uh, wasn't the guy that was like the rich guy developing or like uh, that wanted to blow into it um, American? Like they're speaking English at the beginning. Uh, yeah, he's but but was he American? I, I always thought it was. Uh, I always thought uh, it was like. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, an American. Uh, I don't know. An, like, I mean, the character is supposed to be American, but I, I always thought he was just like I. I don't know. Uh, I'm now. Now I'm looking into it. Um. Yeah, me too. Um. So there was one uh, guy. It's named, not obvious. There's one guy named uh, it, Jonathan. Hutchings. Hutchings, yeah, that's the right actor. Um, I don't know if he's American or what. But the character, I think, was supposed to be American. So, I mean, that's more what I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's funny because there are little elements that you kind of see in other films a lot, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like the beginning, for me, reminds me a lot of... uh, I mean, not not similar, but similar in concept in that you have this like American research station mm-hmm. and you got like this American boss and they're all talking in English and whatever the fuck they're doing is going to fuck everything up for the, for the rest of the town. And that's very yeah. similar to the host, the host. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, think little things like that, uh, that make, made me think of, you know, that, that made me think of the host, uh, the end, especially with uh, sort of the. Uh, there are little elements of different films, right? Like, uh, uh, at some moments, it feels like they're inspired by Spielberg's style of filming. Mm. Um, yeah. And at other moments, uh, especially be- because it's in Finland, I mean, you do sometimes think of the thing in how desolate everything is. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's always dark and snowy. <laughs> bleaker film, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it has a bit of that setting for sure that, that, uh, that you get there. I don't know. I mean, snow, snowy settings are really well suited for sort of like, I don't know, darker fairy tale type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like a lot of Western set in the snow too. Um, just creates a really unique, uh, atmosphere too. I'm sure it's a pain in the ass to film. Uh, but it looks great. I mean, I, I think so. Again, this is a Finnish movie. Most of the actors are Finnish, mm-hmm. which makes me think they're all used to this hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is. Uh, I did look up the location, and it's like, as you might expect, uh, it's supposed to be like right against the uh, Russia border. Uh, it's in the northernmost province of Finland, so it's. Uh, it it's yeah it it it's a seems like uh i don't know <laughs> it's a cold place to be i mean especially during christmas the fact that they think uh so the the corva tunturi mountains mm-hmm. are you know like a, a lot of people believe that that's where like in finland a lot of folks say that that's where santa, santa claus is from although they, they they have a different name the yul yulupuki the yulupuki which uh, means uh, uh, the goat jewel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, in fact, this is where, you know, I, one thing I love about this movie is that it, 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 it plays up to its uh, probably what uh, a, a view of uh, their original mythology of what uh Santa Claus, Santa Claus, or the Julu Julu Puki, Julu Julu Puki, yeah, the Julu Puki was, uh, which is you know a goat man. <laughs> um, even though in this film uh, we never get to see him. No, no, we don't. Didn't quite have the budget for that. No. <laughs> uh, would you have preferred actually being able to see him? Maybe I don't know that I de- necessarily needed to, uh, but if my complaint 
about this film would probably be more like I would would have liked just a little more hook uh, to to get into this film, whether that's seeing him at the end and having some sort of showdown with him or something else. Um, so I don't know. I'm 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 not sure that I have uh, a strong feeling on that. But they I, I do like the way that they showed him. It's just sort of like thawing out mm-hmm. and like this massive thing. Uh, I thought that was quite effective. Um, and I would have been down uh, for uh, some sort for to actually see him, but I don't know if they had the budget for that. Yeah, uh, I remember when I first saw this film, that was sort of my letdown. Is mm. They talked about Santa Claus over and over again, and you're like, oh, I just want to see him. And then, you know, you get the elf, and you're like, oh, okay, this is Santa Claus. And then you realize, oh, no, these are elves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you get to see this massive monster frozen with uh, the horns, and you're like, oh, will he break loose? And, you know, it never happens. Yeah. If it's an American movie, it's like 99.9% likely that he would break loose at some point, and that would be your finale. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, and, but yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, rewatching this, uh, you can see the, the CGI that, that they did use. I don't, I don't think they used a lot of CGI, but in the moments that they did use it, it was very noticeable, mm, which mm-hmm. will only tell you that, yeah, their Santa Claus will look like shit. Yeah, it's true. So that's why I kind of have some reservations on whether they should have or not. Uh, it would have been very difficult, especially like as big as they seem to make him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Finnish film. I, I don't know how, how wealthy Finland is. I'm assuming, you know, somewhat wealthy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, their film industry, I'm sure, is like not nearly as wealthy as like hollywood or something like that and it's like the host was a very big budget movie in korea uh just a few years before this mm-hmm. and you know that monster the cg effects i really like the movie the host but uh parts of the cg don't hold up uh quite so well exactly just honestly speaking yeah and, and that monster uh you barely see it and i mean you see it in some moments but you don't see it that much and it's always like very quick quick cuts and I feel like, in this case, having a giant Santa Claus would be a lot harder to avoid. I agree. Yeah, they would have had to like probably make it a lot smaller, and I don't know. I mean, I I, I can forgive the decision not to have uh not to show that because you're right. It, if they did and they had the budget they're working with, it probably would have looked like shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a lot better to have a bunch of old naked men uh, throwing pickaxes at people. <laughs> much cheaper much cheaper yeah um all the props to the makeup of all the elves uh, oh yeah no i mean i i think the makeup the setting that stuff worked fantastic uh like they do a good job of making those uh i don't know the old guys yeah great work yeah yeah so i mean uh uh so i guess i'll go sort of uh almost by like by by sort of like the, the by act I'll structure this a little bit like that this time um, okay. so I mean uh, in act one you get to learn about the characters uh, and I think this movie actually structurally speaking is probably one of the for as, as weird as this film is this is actually one of the more easily discernible act structured film uh, mm-hmm. like Act one, you get to know the characters. Act two, I feel like breaks in with uh, the finding of the first elves, elf, and then yep. act three is uh, meeting with the um, the rich guy and and the uh, the fight with the other elves and figuring out what to do there. Yeah, um, yep. which is kind of interesting uh, because. Most of the films we watch, I don't think they're as easily as structured as this. <laughs> no, no. You're, I mean, you're right. This this film does break very easily into sort of that the react structure, uh, just very segmented. We're very three distinct uh, beginning, middle, end. Yeah, and and however though, it flows extremely well from one to the other. So it's like, um. Like, I feel like, you know, like, I, 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 neither you or I have ever gone to film school, so I don't know how they teach film. But if, you know, the, the three-act structure was something taught in film, 
it's cool. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it would be like, oh, they got an A on this because they have the very clear three act, but also they have ext- very good transitions to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas like the last film we did, uh, Phenomena, that film's all over the place and and doesn't feel like it. That's like an example of like. I don't know what the fuck's going on uh, half the time in that film. So yeah. yes, uh, this one, this one, uh, it's much clearer, and I, I, I do like the fact that they didn't try to overextend uh, the film to be extra long. I, mm-hmm. I think it's the right runtime. It's short. It's eighty-two minutes, and I, I think that works perfectly fine. Yeah, and I'm, so like now going to the more of the like the like first moment, you know, getting to know the characters. I think this film does a really good job at that too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the main character. Um, uh, Pietri, uh, he is, I mean, as a child actor, he actually does a really good job. Uh, he is actually like, I, I don't know, I, I, usually out of like films with kids, either they I, I mean, either they are too smug, too not their age, and this kid like seems like, no, no, this kid is like very innocent, like his age, acting his age, like, through his imagination what's happening and unfortunately his imagination was correct <laughs> and I think the I don't know I feel like the film does a good job at that uh, it does a good job at uh, introducing his relationship with his dad which is mm-hmm. a rough fucking relationship I mean uh, what do you think of that like I mean it, for a silly movie as this like I feel like they did a really good job sort of like creating this There's a tough backstory that we don't know about. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I do think they do a good job. In general, I'm, I'm not like someone that's like a huge fan of films about kids. Mm-hmm. And I know. With, as the protagonist, as I've said before. Uh, but uh, I do think that the acting on this uh, was good. And yeah, uh, the, the backstory and like just the implied missing mom um, who passed away at some point um at least that's what what we assume um and uh just sort of like the tough relationship the kid has with his dad Mm -hmm. uh and the characterizations like this has good character development for 82 minutes i thought all that stuff worked well um so yeah i i and i think the actors uh so the father and son in this one i thought they both uh were pretty okay yeah no i think too i i think and i mean even though this is uh I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Like, I know you're not a huge fan of uh, main character, ch- children being main character. But I mean, I, this movie does a good job at having the dad being a, a sort of main character too. Uh, there are moments where uh, you sort of... I mean, you, you understand what the kid is going through because he's correct on everything that's happening. Yeah. But uh, you also see yourself in the dad's position, which is... My son is fucking weird, and we live in this extremely manly world. Uh huh. And my kid is not one of those. And I and I think of that, especially in the moment where the the, the son goes to his dad, and he's just like, "Dad, uh, you need to beat me." And that's like, why? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of moments like that. I mean, this film feels very well thought out. I mean, clearly this is like a project that had been simmering for uh, Hollanders uh, uh, for for years for him. So um, I'm not surprised that, or at least it makes sense that uh, he would put a lot of thought into stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The other thing I liked about this movie was all the comedy in it. I don't know about you. I know that comedy is a hit hit or miss for you. Uh, I would not say I found this film particularly funny, mm. uh, just honestly speaking. Uh, maybe I would have felt differently if I saw it with you or just with a more general audience. Okay. I didn't find it unfunny either, um, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think I'm a pretty tough audience <laughs> when it comes to some humor and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, especially with kids and things. I Yeah, it was... Well, I mean... It was probably a miss for me. Uh-huh. But I don't count that against the film. I mean, I, I feel like most of the humor actually is with the adults. Uh, so, I mean, the, the kids scene, actually, I don't know if there's much humor in the kids. But I'm just thinking, so, uh, for a movie that actually 
is considered a horror in a way. Uh, this doesn't have much gore. So the bloodiest scene we see is uh, when you find out uh, all the dead, the dead deers or reindeers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, which uh, I, I I'm not sure, but I think their business was to corral reindeers and then sell them. Yeah, for yeah. Christmas. Um, so it, it was just funny how like oh they they find all these dead reindeers and and they're like the dad counts all of them and he's like oh this is how many they died and the other guy was like oh that's uh you know that's eighty thousand dollars <laughs> plus tax <laughs> the twenty two percent fat yeah uh, which is which is tax <laughs> yeah that was I I laughed at that that was probably the only thing I really laughed at I mean, but they but have yeah, lots, I, I I did think that was funny exactly and then they bring that back later on yeah when when they're counting all the uh, all the elves and it's like oh yeah, that's yeah. like a million dollars. Plus a twenty percent bat, you are like yeah, yeah. That, that's what I meant by the humor. So you you got those moments. Uh, I mean, you got the moment where they're like uh, the the dad um, uh, traps one of the elves with this wolf trap, uh-huh. and you know brings up uh, calls up his friend who comes in with wear, like wearing a, a Santa outfit. The, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, and it, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I guess I did, I, I did find a couple of those moments funny. Uh, I just didn't think of this film as like being terribly funny, other than those moments. I, no, I mean, it, it, I would, I wouldn't say this is a comedy, but uh, I would say like the adult moments were always the funny ones, you know. Uh, especially mm-hmm. with, with that, with that, like you know, deciding, oh, oh shit, you run over this guy. Oh, he's American. So they gotta get like the other guy who can speak speak English, even though the elf doesn't speak any. Even though it's a fucking elf and not an American. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. There's lots of like little those little comedic moments. Uh, all the fucking trans- English uh, translations were hilarious. Yeah, 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 and you could sort of tell that like the uh, guy that could speak English had sort of learned it from like like cop shows or something like that yeah. it's just like get on the floor now <laughs> exactly and when they're like yeah. negotiating it's like we want business <laughs> <laughs> more money <laughs> and he's just like we want 80,000 uh, 80,000 euros plus bat and the other guy's like what no a million like we <laughs> <laughs> we got real Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant by the comedy. I feel like the m- most of the concept is uh, like extremely comedic. Uh, um, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I laughed a lot when they were torturing the elf, trying to get information out of him with terrible English. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I mean that their moments were they're both comedic and horror, right? Like the elf is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he bites them and stuff, yeah. Um, but uh, to be honest, uh, I kind of wish the film had leaned a little more into the horror elements mm. of, of the film and shown a bit more um, just to, you know, kind of add to the stakes of it. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, I guess this kind of goes with like what I'm talking about as far as like having a stronger hook into the audiences as far as this film goes. Like... Like, at one point, all of the kids of the village, other than uh, Pietri, uh, get abducted. Uh, like, just show that a bit more. Or, like, show, uh, like, some of the people getting brutally killed by the elves or something like that. Like, I could have really gone for something like that. Uh, just to, like, sort of, uh, I don't know, raise the stakes of it. Uh, a lot of that stuff happens off screen, and they do tend to downplay it uh, in the film. So I would have... Per- I would have probably preferred that they amp that up uh, as far as like the horror elements go. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking for just myself here, but uh, like I thought that stuff would have been uh, effective as far as like you know just bringing you a little bit more uh, engrossed into the picture and raising the stakes. Um, because I really didn't believe at any point that the kid was in danger. Oh no, uh, not at all. Yeah, um, and I could have gone for that. Like I, I like it when a film has stakes and like. You like actually feel legitimate danger and stuff like that for the kid, and I thought this film could have definitely 
gone a, leaned a little bit more into that direction. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, That's probably my main complaint of film. I, I thought it did everything it tried to do uh, pretty well, though. I, I agree with that. And also, I mean, in a way, this doesn't feel... I mean, this film feels like a lot of different genres together. Uh, you mm-hmm. could say... It, I mean, it's a horror in a way, but uh, it's also, I would say, an adventure film. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to a podcast earlier talking about this. I forget which one, but uh, they were comparing it to Jurassic Park. Hmm. Uh, in in that you know, like they uncovered something new. You got the mad scientist, uh, which is the uh, you know the American businessman, and uh, a bunch of people are, are are dying. Many, most of them off screen, which which is what happened with Jurassic Park, if you think about it. Most of the death are off screen. Like Samuel, you don't see Samuel Jackson dying. Yeah, yeah, but you do have people like screaming while they're getting killed, like in the toilet or stuff like that. Uh, right. Which I do feel like, and you know, I I don't I don't know that I'm the hugest fan of Jurassic Park either. But yeah, uh, oh. it's uh, it I, I I hear your point. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's funny that I did not know you were not a, f- a fan of Jurassic Park. I I love that movie. I, I don't I don't dislike Jurassic Park, but I don't know. I, I, I guess we're getting I, I guess we're exposing me at the points where maybe I differ from uh, mainstream opinions on what I like uh, yeah. and, and don't I'm like more blood and guts more, more gore no no I agree the, I guess the question would be so like, who were the characters doing the killing this naked old, old man so if you were to actually and, and, and I feel like this is what the directors probably have to think about if you were to put the death, you need to show you're gonna end up showing all the elves to their full to their fullest, and their fullest literally mean naked old men killing people. Now it, right now this film is rated R, probably not because of its gore, but because it has naked old men. <laughs> it's probably true, actually. So now imagine naked old men stabbing a bunch of people cutting their heads off or whatever. Now, that would be a very expensive movie. <laughs> not expensive, sorry. Yeah. Not expensive. A very, uh, that, that would be very hard to even get through the, with the, the rated R. So, so okay, I'm going to make this point. This is going to be a weird point, but hopefully it lands. So it's like, you know the stereotype is like when you go to prison and you just got to mess up the first person you run into. I kind of wish that this film... The first person that they mess up, which would have been like one of those minors, they just went balls out, decapitation, I don't know, something with him where like, oh, you're like, oh, fuck. And then the rest of the film, they could show it the rest the exact same way. Yeah. But the whole time in your head, you're like, oh, shit, this thing this is how could looks. happen because this is this is like these people are getting fucked up. But instead, the minors all were like. You, you don't see it, and you're like, and then like at one point the head minor guy is like, oh, oh, and you don't even see anything. Um, and I just could have gone for more, just like people uh, getting their shit ruined or something like that, or just like have more of the the kids that are being abducted being like really terrified or something like that. So just more horror. I'm not saying we got to go like full 28 days later with like these old naked guys like running and super visceral or frenetic, but I don't know. Give me. Fifteen percent of that. Yeah, no, or yeah, yeah, perhaps like even a bag with the kids and like the elf beating it with one of its like sticks or whatever. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, 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 something like that. And you hear hear some screaming and human suffering. It's like, yeah, I, I go for that. Uh, just just a, just a, the human suffering sprinkles. You know? A little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit curious. Perhaps that uh, that was in. The, perhaps there is a cut with that. And, you know, the producer was like, uh, this will not survive uh, the Finnish censors <laughs> or the UK censors. Uh, I know that UK, the UK has uh, pretty strong censorships. Well, so. then bring on the Hillander cut, man. <laughs> I know. Actually, shit, maybe there is a Hillander cut, cut where, where, where you see where you actually see the the, the elves uh, killing people. Because I, I agree with you. Uh you actually do not see any one to any physical confrontation. Uh, the only kill you see on on the only character you see dying on camera is the um, 
the uh, the American businessman. Mm-hmm. And uh, even that, it's like it's so quick because the pickaxe hits his head and just, he just falls, and you're like, oh, yeah. I, I just feel like it could have been much more effective if it just picked up the brutality a bit. But I don't know. No, no, I I, I agree with you, and I'm I'm and I mean perhaps that's uh, its weakest point. Uh, but but I'm I'm also curious if that's to be able to get past American censors, Finnish censors, UK censors. Because I mean, right? And, yeah, maybe. I mean, usually the American censors are much kinder towards uh, violence than they are towards uh, nudity. Right. I mean, <laughs> this is rated R strictly because of nudity. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but like as a counterexample, it's like the movie you were talking about earlier, The Host. The Host does a really good job of like that first scene, just ten minutes in, uh, setting the stakes, where you just have like a bunch of random people getting their shit ruined, uh, and like for the rest of the film, you actually don't have like a ton. Uh, like the body count isn't that that high in that film but uh it just sets the sets the stakes immediately and you know people are dying um and this film you kind of maybe and it's maybe just because of like krampus and stuff like that you expect there to be more of a body count in Mm -hmm. this film and i feel like uh maybe my expectation of that uh led this film to let me down just a little bit in terms of that well i mean there's not that many people in this film in general, though, so like it's fair, fair, I, fair, and 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 that's the other part. Uh, given its pri- its price value and the good quality it has, maybe they did, just didn't have that many actors. I mean, this movie does not have a single female character. Yep, that's absolutely true. Does uh, not pass the batch though. <laughs> not even close. No, uh, and you know, like, and it is implied that there are a lot of. Uh, a lot of minors, but I think in total you get, you you see five, and like mm-hmm. you know, whenever they, they they show like minors being attacked, it's like the camera is showing nothing, and you just see a, a helmet flying off with blood or something like that. Um, so I mean, you know, maybe they didn't even have the extras for that because you know they paid too much for the naked old man to you know be roaming around and shit. <laughs> well, you know, the Italians in the seventies knew best. Just get some mannequins and toss them off cliffs. Right, but we were talking about how how nice it was not to see shit that would keep you uh, out of the uh, <laughs> that would kick you out of the uh, the movie. Okay, which which fair, it fair. does at the which it does in the in the third act at the end. Uh, anyways, yeah. but uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. And maybe, maybe it was done for uh, budgetary sensor reasons, you know, who knows? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe like you said, maybe the director is just a little bit more of a softy, uh, sort of like a Spielberg, uh, as you sort of alluded to earlier with Jurassic Park or something like that. Like he's just a little more sentimental and uh, my own and maybe both of us lean a little bit more towards the crass crude and uh brutal side uh of it uh i i know i personally do um so yeah yeah because i mean spielberg definitely kills people off camera more than in camera yeah yeah and i mean like i I don't think your spielberg comparison uh was too far off just in like terms of tone of the film too and like sentimentality Mm -hmm. and like focusing on like uh like a boy character and stuff like that It, it does feel very um I don't know. I don't know if it's Spielberg influenced or Spielberg adjacent, but it's sort of in that same uh, Venn diagram of, uh, of uh, influences. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it, it even has sort of these uh, an, an adventure taken away. Um, yeah, even even the score feels a little John Williams ish. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, also it's it's a Christmas movie, and I think the movie likes to remind you that once in a while, you know, you have characters saying "Merry Christmas." You know, shit like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, I, I'm not sure. Um, so another thing I do like about this movie now is the mythos behind it. Again, I don't know anything about Finnish uh, culture and whether or not they uh, they do believe in Santa Claus, or whether or not like you know the. I mean, I looked up Wikipedia on the. The Julu Puki 
And from what it sounds like, it's, you know, it was like a goat man who would take presents from you and that for some reason turned into the Coca-Cola Santa Claus. So, um... <laughs> I like that, by the way, the, the way they call it, Coca-Cola Santa Claus. I know. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was good. <laughs> but, uh... So I'm not sure if that mythos of, you know, this is, I mean, the Goatman part, they got c- correct. But uh, yeah, I, the the whole like flogging children, cooking them and all that, like the naughty children. I don't know if that was that that's the case, but I fucking love the illustrations of that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it's probably the most horror things in the film just because like it shies away from it other than that. Yeah, I mean, part of you wants to be like, oh, will I get to see that? Because, I mean, th- there's some fucking horrific scene, like images. I thought I thought we were going to get to see it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that's the part where I, I kind of agree it's a little bit of a letdown. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, I do like the idea, that, that mythology... Again, maybe it is the Finnish mythology, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and that the Sami people froze Santa Claus in the in in a lake and buried him under a mountain. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- I mean, maybe that part is not part of the Finnish Finnish mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did like learning that there are like indigenous people called the Sami people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and I looked it up. And I was like, "Yeah, it's like, yeah, indigenous people." It's a real thing. Yeah, they're they're a real thing. Uh, and but uh, yeah, I don't know. They they look like white Native Americans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the non PC moment for me. Um, but um, I guess the other thing I liked about this movie was how okay. So this is all men. It's a men men's world. Where all men have guns, <laughs> including the children. Yeah, uh, but it makes sense here. It, like, it makes sense for a community like this to have a lot of guns. Uh, so Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, you got to fend off wolves. Because, I mean, that giant trap was for wolves. And you're like, shit, you need those traps? That's kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... I'd, I'd say probably the number one thing I like about this film is just like the setting and stuff like mm-hmm. that of like that that danger like the fact that they need these big traps and like the guns and like I don't know and like there's like these holes in the fences and stuff and the right up there against like the border with Russia I thought all that stuff was quite well done yeah I know me too I also like how all the main characters are I mean there, there are word, better words to say this. I was going to say, for lack of better words. But no, there, there, there are better words to say this. But I will say it anyways. These are a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, oh, fuck. All the, uh, all the reindeers are dead. All right, we're going to break into this uh, research station and demand them to pay us the $80,000 plus VAT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, there's parts of this film like that stuff, especially with the adults, that almost feel a bit Coen Brothers-ish. And maybe that's partly because the Coen Brothers uh, uh, did a film set in the snow, too, with Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does uh, it does remind me. But it makes you wonder, like, maybe like that's kind of the lifestyle on, on like those like really frozen, secluded places. Right, right. Like small town folks who were just like very rough. Um, I'm not too thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, all the way to break into a you know private place. Um, yeah, actually, out of the comedic things, uh, the, the, I mean, this film does make have little details like um, the uh, the all the stolen heaters and ovens, and you're mm-hmm. like. Why the fuck do you need that? I mean, I, I guess one one thing I like about this movie is like the build up to the ending. And it's like you don't know what Santa Claus is going to look like. At first, you think it's the elf, uh, and there's a bunch of weird shit, and everything actually falls into place. I mean, th- that's one of the good structures, and one of those is all the stolen like appliances. 
Yeah, all the like burlap sacks they took, and you see all like those potatoes laid out. I mean, like that stuff is all just really well thought out. Yeah, uh, including the joke of uh, uh, the uh, dead wife's uh, hair dryer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where yeah, because I, I mean, he, to the point where he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, my wife's hair dryer is missing," and, uh, and the sheriff is like, "Why would anyone need that?" And he's like, oh, it's the latest technology from Russia. Like, of course it's good. <laughs> and then later, uh, even the elves discarded it because they were not using it to... <laughs> to <laughs> even the elves were like, why do we need this? Fuck this. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of hi- hidden gems in this uh, that I, I kind of liked. Um, um but uh, I, I I don't know. What, what's your favorite like scene or moment? Hmm. Uh. I don't know. I I, I liked it uh, when the elves were at their scariest. Mm. Uh, like in, like in the dark and like you see a bunch of them overwhelmed. So maybe around the time that the third act is just starting. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know if I liked a particular scene in there so much as I like the atmosphere that you get. Like, the Santa reveal is pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like, you see this big, massive thing, and you're like, oh, shit. Uh, and uh, uh, and then it's, like, sort of surrounded with, like, all, all the elves, and, uh, like, the American gets his shit ruined. Uh, um, so just sort of that, that period um, of the film where it's, like, starting to get dark out. And I think the snow looks particularly great when it's dark out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, I, th- I think that section of the film is probably my favorite part of the movie. I think for me it's the uh, uh, the folks uh, dealing with the uh, elves that they trapped, the, the elf that they trapped. Mm. Uh, I think uh, from believing that the elf was, be- was dead. I mean, you had a couple of jump scares there. Right, right. That's probably the tensest part of the film mm-hmm. and the part where you think that the film could be much darker mm-hmm. than it ends up being. Um, and I, I, yeah, I agree. I, that scene was also well done. Where, and that's probably the part where we can observe the makeup and and uh, the way that they're presenting these elves um, at its best. And then they sort of hang him up too, yeah. and just sort of swaying, and he just has that look on his face. And and yeah. and it, it's so interesting how like the elf, like his eyes sparkle whenever he's looking at the kid. Uh, and that was definitely a little, uh, probably a little uh, effect given there. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. That that's probably the tensest scene, especially when they were beating him, uh-huh. <laughs> because he's just like crawling there, and the guy's kind of hitting him, trying to like blackmail him at the same time in English in his terrible <laughs> English. Yeah. But the elf yeah. looks scary as hell, and you, and yeah, you think, oh, he might attack at any moment. Right, and and because of the buildup, uh, because of that moment too, you think it's actually Santa. You don't think it's an elf, uh, but at that, but because of the buildup and because of the books that uh, Pitari is reading, um, you think that uh, it could go to a, a very dark place. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, it does not go there. But uh, but it feels like that's one moment that does actually feel uh, pretty tense. I, I know, uh, but is that tensity? I guess you could say remind me a little bit of the Korean films in the in the sense that you don't see this in many American film where you, films where you have a very tense moment with lots of comedy at the same time happening. Because mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. all the things that they were saying during that tense moment were ridiculous. From the moment they see him awake, and it's like, oh, the guy bit off my ear. And it's fucking weird. I don't think he's human. And then the the dude yeah. the dude who speaks English is like, he's a foreigner. That's his explanation for the entire for that <laughs> entire thing. He's a foreigner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you brought up Korea because I feel like they do this sort of like rural bumpkin, dark thriller humor really well too. Uh-huh. Uh, and that combination that you just don't see that much uh, here. Um, and uh, you do get that in a lot of Korean film. Yeah. And it's one of the many things I like about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I have this, uh, I actually t- uh, wrote this, one of the quotes, which is like the guy hitting him. It's like, wake up, grandpa. We need money. 
And I was not expecting. He's like, I thought I, for the longest time, I thought he was gonna say like, "Wake up, try to figure him out." But instead, it's like the first thing he says: "Wake up, we need money." And then the next point is proceeds to beat him. <laughs> the guy is just like <laughs> fucking beating him. I was trying to, uh, trying to get money from this monster. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I thought uh, to me that was my favorite. But I do agree that, uh, that my second highlight is the ambush, uh, ambush, and with all the dark, uh, the, how dark it is. Uh, I, I do. Th- you, you're right. I, I think you made a good point that this movie has the potential to be a lot better, or a lot more enjoyable for us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it depends how you approach it. Because if you look at this, if you just like wandered into Seattle International Film Festival or DC International Film Festival, if that's a thing, and you saw this film, then you would have less of this expectations. But I think you and I know definitely myself approached this and expected more like horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that may have just influenced how I was thinking about the film. I mean, I don't feel like the film. I mean. In my defense, too, in the first 45 minutes of the film, there's a lot of buildup and much of it very well done uh, towards building towards this sort of like very, very dark place. Um, Like the opening of this film is very horror classic, sort of like the opening of the host and stuff like that. It's like uh, humankind is going to uh, mess with this. And it's like this stupid American. um, And you just expect stuff to go, uh, you know, to a darker place. So I think maybe my head was a little bit messed up. Uh, just expectation wise um, because of like sort of the combination of all those things yeah maybe um, on, the, on the other hand um, I mean if we talk about darkness I mean the implications of this film are very dark especially yeah. especially if you go into the epilo- like the post ending uh, what were your thoughts about, like, basically, all right, so they kill Santa Claus. They take out his horns, just like uh, 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 elephant poachers do with uh, fucking elephant tusks. <laughs> and then the next scene is them basically figuring out how they can enslave these uh, elves to ship them out, as the film calls it, rare exports. Yeah, this is the part where the film gets a little weird, uh, especially, and it's it's probably one of like the quirkiest parts of the film. I kind of like it, but I'm also like not uh, like I'm like fifty percent unsure what to make of it, <laughs> just because it's it's so strange um, and kind of messed up. <laughs> so it's it's funny to me that this film goes in this direction at this point in the film rather than like in the more conventional horror stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, it, 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 uh, it's, uh, kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, kind of dark. Yeah. I, I think that this is the darkest part and it's the, it's the happy ending of it too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, this is, it's the, the crazy part is this is the part that, uh, the short films were all about. That makes sense. I mean, it's the freaking title of it. So, uh. So I'm not surprised, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it does have that sort of like South Korean like tonal shift to it, mm-hmm. uh, where you're just like, this is a little dark, a little weird, but it's, I'm pretty sure this is also supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's like dark, weird, but I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good tagline. Yeah. Um, you should watch the shorts uh, because... One of them is they show you the training in more more in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first short they show you the training more in depth, and it's fucked. So <laughs> so you can imagine this happening with all of them. Um. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, like, I don't know. I I, I think this is one of those movies where. Um, in my opinion, yes, it has those like shortcomings, are uh, that subject subject subjectively, uh, you know, uh, we we complain, 
but I also think uh, overall this is a very well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Like technically speaking, uh, there is not much to complain. I mean, uh, you know, perhaps uh, they jumped the shark with the child holding off on that helicopter as it's swinging around and corralling the elves. But uh, the movie built up to its weirdness so much that at that point you're like, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought that part worked reasonably well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so that's why I'm like, you know, this is, it's, uh, I, I think it's, <laughs> and I guess that, that's like perhaps another comparison with Spielberg. This is a well-made movie. Like Spielberg fi- films, I mean, what say what what you will about them? Well, I haven't seen their most recent one. Their most recent one, I've not, I haven't seen uh, what's it called? Uh, the one that's all in CGI, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, Ready Player One. I haven't seen it. Yeah, either. I haven't seen that. But I mean, like, all right, Spielberg in the nineties. Uh, you know, like whether it was a good at his peak. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whether it was a good yeah. movie, whether you liked the movie or not, it was a very well done movie. And this is mm-hmm. what I was, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the same thing you can say about this one. Is this is, I mean, I, I see no no negatives outside of my of what I subjectively may may dislike. Uh, like, oh, could it be better? Sure. But is it a very well-crafted yeah. film? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like what they put in the movie. I have no complaints of. I just wanted a little bit more of something in there. It's like it's it's just like missing one or two ingredients that I would really like. Mm-hmm. But that... But I, I mean, I'll be clear. I, I do think it's a good movie. I, I, like, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the movies that I've been more negative on, on film to film, uh, has kind of been the opposite. Like, I felt like they tried to do too much. Exactly. Yeah, no, this is like, uh, they do, exa- they know, they know what, how much they can do. Uh, and they do enough. I mean, fuck it. Even, so I, in one of the podcasts, they complain about the CG with the helicopter and the child swinging. And I was like, you know what? When I saw this in theaters, and this is in theaters, you know, the highest quality, I was like, this is fine. I, I thought it was fine, too. I, I actually didn't have an issue with it. I thought most of the helicopter shots were done pretty darn well uh, for a, obviously, like, non-American uh, film. Yeah. Uh, like, that's working with a smaller budget. Like, I was impressed that they actually got a helicopter and spent some of the budget on that. So I, I don't have a complaint with that at all. I, actually, I wouldn't be surprised that the, that entire helicopter was fake. I wouldn't be surprised oh, that okay. uh, the, fly, the entire flying scene was probably CGI. But it was they did it smart enough. That was extru- in a very dark moment at night, so you barely can see anything, and you know, like, and that's how you do it. Um, I mean, it, it, the movie, the film plays its cliches well. I mean, when going into it, like it's a well-made movie, it even plays the cliches, right? The kid being uh, the person who sacrificed himself and all that. But it does it in a way that it's like, you know, this is almost earned. This is basically earned. It it earned its cliches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. You're you're emotionally invested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the acting is strong enough, and the relationships they have characterized them enough that um, that uh, I think it works. I'm curious in the podcast that you listened to, did they like the film? Uh, they did. They okay. did. Uh, they they it's like they just talked about a couple of things. I mean, one of them, they loved the movie mm-hmm. and they didn't say anything negative. And then the other one, uh, but they didn't also, they didn't talk about the plot. And then the other one that they did talk about the plot, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure, oh wait, no, I'm running the recording. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it was, the, the podcast was about whether or not this, it was about cult classics. I forget the name of the podcast, but I mean, that was their main theme. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, the, their their theme is to figure out whether or not this would become a cult classic. Uh, it's too soon, 2010. It's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 10 years ago, but a cult classic usually takes longer. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, interesting. I mean, it's also interesting uh, sort of just to look at this. I'm on the Wikipedia page here uh, and like to look at it as sort of like this Nordic horror from this period, uh, like with Let the Right One In, mm-hmm. obviously, probably the most famous one in uh, uh, from the Nordic countries at the time, but also uh, Dead Snow, which I don't know if you've seen, but I feel like that film is definitely destined to become a cult classic. Uh, it's the one with uh, the Nazis, about, right? Yep, the Nazi zombies, yeah. uh, which is like, if you can sum up a film just like that, <laughs> uh, uh, it, 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 it's going to be destined for something. I actually don't particularly like Dead Snow, but no, uh, it was kind of boring. Just call it, yeah. I, I and I thought that had some CG that wasn't that great, and I don't think it's a bad film. But uh, I don't think I, I do like this film a little bit more. I don't know if this film would be a cult classic either. Uh, it's sort of an interesting uh, conversation. I don't, yeah, it, I feel like something that has more of a hook, like Dead Snow, uh, probably is more likely to, even if I do prefer this film. I I mean, speaking of cult classic, I mean, like, there was that film that uh, really wanted to be a cult classic uh, back in, in that time, during that time too, like 2010, 2012. And I was like, Nazis from that like had survived and had like gone to the moon and they were invading back u.s president was like a person like sarah palin or something like that i mean it wasn't sarah palin (laughs) but it was someone like inspired inspired by her her. and Uh i remember watching it and i it was trying too hard Mm. uh and with that snow it, it felt the same way it was just like it was trying like it wasn't that good of a movie it was trying too hard to just stick to that hook, and and I think that's when like I give this film more credit. Um, this this film stays within its means. It's the, almost to a detriment. Exa- in your opinion, yeah, sure, but yeah, it stays yeah. within its means, perhaps to its detriment. Uh, but also, I feel like quality quality was higher in the. In the priority than being, you know, showy. Um, right, right. With that said, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if we're doing all these comparisons, uh, I, the I put let the right one in higher than this. Same. It's, I think that's easily the best movie of those three. Yeah, uh, that's also like probably the most uh, like horror horror. Yeah. And interesting I mean, at the same I, time. Yeah, and it, it's like if you read like Best Vampire List or something like that, like Let the Right One In is already getting included. So I think that film is definitely going to be part of the canon uh, uh, probably for years to come. Yeah, and I, but Let the Right One In, I I mean, for me, a cult classic should be a film that uh, did not have any glory when it came out and then it became big. I feel like Let mm. Let the Right One In was a critic's darling when it came out right you know one film that we did discuss that you could make a case i think it has a stronger case than let the right one in but i do think is very borderline uh that we brought on you brought on actually to the show is uh thirst uh because like compared to a lot of park chanuk's films it's comparatively uh less seen mm-hmm. uh than stuff like old boy and the vengeance trilogy of course it was quite a big film in korea so uh so, uh, but, uh, I mean, I think the quality is there and like, uh, it, it was a little unsung at the time internationally. So, uh, a film like that, I could see being considered somewhat of a cult film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, anyways, back to this film. So what do you rate it? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid, uh, seven out of 10. Yeah. I give it a, I give it a seven and a half. Okay, so we're pretty close on that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's a very enjoyable movie. Could it be better, perhaps? Um, but yeah. I mean, I am very glad to watch it again. Uh, this, mm-hmm. I think, is a film that I wouldn't mind showing someone every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I do think that this film is very likable. Yeah, um, for for everything, and and a lot of that is due to. Uh, the relationship of the the two leads and and just the really cool setting. I mean, like I don't think it lands everything, but I I don't think it needs to uh, to be perfectly worth watching. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, like little details, like uh, how uh, the 
the uh, the elves are addicted to you know ginger cookies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I actually uh, I forgot to mention this. Like when, when I was talking about like how this is a good, well-made movie is uh, what. So this is a cli- uh, I don't know if it's it's kind of a cliche that, that critics say, but it's a cliche I agree with. A good horror movie has very uh, clear rules, and there's mm-hmm. no movie I've seen with clearer rules than this one. They dictate those rules at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyways, um, who won? Uh, gotta give it to uh, Helmari Helander. Uh, it sounds like it was his pet project, and I would say uh, success. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll be boring, and I'll say uh, Helmari Helander uh, did a good job, and I think he won this. Uh, will you recommend this film to your parents? Uh, to my parents? No. I, I think it's too weird just a little too weird for a normal people. I think in particular the ending will leave people scratching their head. But uh, I would recommend this. Uh, I think this is like a good example of like what a film that would do well amongst the festival sort. So like my friends that are into film that like a little bit more offbeat, quirky, international type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good. Do you know about this movie before I asked you to watch it? <sighs> I, I don't recall, uh, so I'm not sure, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I came up with uh, with the idea to watch this because like, uh, we've been doing th- thematic stuff, and I was like, I have not seen the Krampus films. Uh, Nor have I, actually. Like, I saw one horror Santa Claus film, uh-huh. and it was fine, but I was like, I heard that the Krampus is kind of like the same sort of like you know Santa Claus is killing. It's more of a slasher with uh-huh. with comedy, and I was like, you know, this is this is fucking weird. Rare exports. I want to do this. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the film to film way. It's like there's the obvious choice, and we do the just slightly weirder choice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think we've been talking longer than the film, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, close to it. So, you know, hey, it's Christmas season. Be jolly. Watch this film. And, uh, you know, let's uh, see you in two weeks. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Ciao.